In this episode, I talk about world-class communication, how you can take your presentation skills to another level. Welcome to episode 108 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hey folks, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you so much for streaming. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast. I really do appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's been kind enough to send me some feedback. As always, I'm Roger Edwards. I'm a marketing guy from Edinburgh, and I help you with your marketing strategy, with your content, and with your social media. Apologies, guys. There was no episode last week. And this week, it's just me and the mic talking about a subject close to my heart and close to my business and hopefully close to your business. Sadly, my father passed away recently and last week my family and I got together for the funeral. So obviously I had to cancel some interviews, but I have to be honest, even those interviews that I tried to go ahead with, I had to curtail those interviews and ask the person I was interviewing if we could rearrange because quite frankly, my head really wasn't in it. In fact, every time I opened my mouth, rubbish came out. A lot of people would say that's no different to normal, but you know what I mean. It's a difficult time. So today, I haven't got an interview for you, so I thought I would select a subject to talk about. I was thinking about, should I have a rant about the appalling service that some life insurance companies give? And yes, I've had to deal with some life insurance companies recently to try to claim on my father's life insurance policies. But I thought, no, that's bringing it into a negative space, so I'm not going to do that. What I want to do today is to talk to you about learning, about the fact that we are all constantly learning. Thinking about the funeral, thinking about my dad's funeral, people travelled from all over the world, mainly from the UK. My family is spread out all the way around the UK. I live in Scotland. People live in London. We all congregated down in Blackpool for the funeral. My sister, Kate, came over from Los Angeles, which is where she lives. And do you know what was the most amazing thing? Apart from the sadness that you would expect, the memories were just outstanding. But I learned new things about my father that I never knew before. And I've known him all my life. It made me realize that we're always learning. We never stop learning. We're constantly learning in our personal lives and in our business lives. It sometimes makes me laugh, actually. You see all of these people putting themselves forward as social media gurus or social media experts. The world's changing so rapidly. Things are developing. Things are coming along. Things are being successful and things are going away. Can we truly say that we're experts in anything these days? Are we not just constantly learning and maybe some of us are learning faster than others? Gave me a little bit of food for thought there. It really did. And that's one of the things I love doing this podcast for because it's a way for me to learn. Hopefully, the guests that I interview give you insights, give you motivation, give you food for thought. But when I interview them, I also get 
those same things. I get the advantage of talking for 40 to 45 minutes with somebody who knows a great deal about their subject. And I learn from them, just as I hope you learn from them. This year, I've been focusing a lot on my learning. Back in May, I went on Chris Ducker's Mastermind course, which gave me some incredible learns and some incredible insights about where my business is going and the things that I need to do to be more successful. In June, I went to the Content Marketing Academy conference in Edinburgh. And guys, the Content Marketing Academy conference is probably one of the best conferences I've ever been to. But in between those two, I was very fortunate to go on a masterclass day with an American speaker called Marcus Sheridan. Now, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you'll hear Marcus's name dropped by quite a lot of people that I interview. And I talk about Marcus quite a lot as well. Marcus knows about content marketing. He created a massively successful swimming pool business simply by creating amazing content, videos, articles, blogs to promote that business. And since then, he's become a highly sought after speaker on the international speaking circuit talking about content marketing. So that's what I thought I would talk about today in this episode of the Marketing and Finance podcast. So let me ask you a question. Do you do public speaking? Do you do presentations? Maybe even just presentations within your company or to your colleagues, not necessarily out in the public domain, not necessarily out to audiences of the public or audiences of other business professionals. Do you do internal workshops? Do you do training workshops for your business? Do you do training workshops for your customers? Interestingly enough, I've been doing presentations for 25 years. Now, I know for a lot of people, presenting and public speaking can be one of the most scary things that ever happens to you. In fact, there's a well-known quote from somebody whose name escapes me that says they would rather die than stand on a stage and give a presentation. Sometimes presenting in front of people can be one of the most scary experiences we can have. But I've sort of overcome that. I have ways of motivating myself. I have ways of winding myself up so that when I launch myself onto the stage, I'm full of enthusiasm. I'm full of motivation. The messages are in my head and I just go. In fact, I have this image in my head of a jet engine actually on a Boeing 757. Those Boeing 757s are all going out of service now. I'm going to have to change to a different aeroplane. But the image is in my head, a jet engine revving up. And once the aeroplane has taken off, the engine's got to keep going because if the engine stops, the plane comes down and I don't want to come down. So that's the image that's got me through a lot of the presentations that I've done over the last 25 years. But going back to the learning, going back to that constant learning that I was mentioning earlier, I'm always learning how to be a better presenter, how to be a better speaker, how to be a better facilitator. And things change over the course of all of that time. When I started doing presentations, I was the PowerPoint king. I remember turning up to a cover forum uh, presentation back in the 90s, and the AV guy said to me, have you really got 80 slides? You're only talking for 15 minutes. But of course, when I went up on the stage, I did talk for 15 minutes, and bang, 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 out went the slides. And it sort of worked, but looking back on it, it was a little bit overdose on slides, death by PowerPoint as they call it. Over the years, I've used the tried and tested presentation format. Tell them what you're going to tell them, 
tell them and then tell them what you've told them. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that as a presentation format until, of course, somebody gives you a better one to think about. Throughout those 25 years, though, I have been a storyteller and I still believe, and this is another subject that comes up in the podcast all the time, that stories are the key to engagement. If you can weave stories into your marketing, if you can weave stories into your presentations, if you can weave stories into your workshops, they will engage your audience, they will make people like you, they will make people trust you, and ultimately they will make people want to do business with you. So I've always been a fan of stories. But as I say, things have changed. Probably over the last eight years or so, I've stopped using PowerPoint pretty much. I still use it occasionally. Obviously, if there are graphs that need to be put up or sales figures or something like that, then you you usually have to use something like PowerPoint. But I'm not a fan of heading bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. I've started using more pictures and single words or phrases if at all, to illustrate what I'm talking about. But I'm still learning, as I say. And back in May, I went on Marcus Sheridan's workshop, and he encouraged us to ask more questions. Now, that sounds, again, pretty obvious, doesn't it? But here's me. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them and then tell them what you've told them. I realized on that course with Marcus that I was predominantly a teller. I would get up on stage and I would tell people. I would tell people what the message was. I would tell people the stories. I would tell people what the challenge was. I would tell people what the action was that they were meant to take. What Marcus did was he turned it round. He asked so many questions that he actually got the audience to tell him the answers, to tell him the challenges and to tell him what the actions should be. And that was a revelation. That was a game changer for me. In that moment, I realized that I could change my presentation style, make it even more engaging, even more engaging than the stories that I've been telling for all these years. So I'm going to give you an example of how this works. Marcus calls it the Columbus Principle. Lovely phrase that, isn't it? The Columbus Principle. And of course, Columbus discovered America. What Marcus teaches is how to get your audience to discover the answers, to discover the actions that you'd like them to take as a result of your presentation. Back in episode 105, I was encouraging advisors to create their own content. Advisor-produced content. And the idea for that episode came from one of the speeches that I've been giving around the country over the last six months. What I'm encouraging advisors to do is to get their smartphones out and use their smartphones to create video, to create audio, to use it to dictate ebooks and to dictate articles, to create great content cost effectively. Now, it just occurred to me that if I'd given that presentation four or five years ago, I would have stood up on stage and done the same tell, 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 or indeed, Tell them what I'm going to tell you, tell you, and tell you what I've told you. So I'd have stood up and said, I'm going to tell you today about how you can create great content for your business. And the way you can create great content for your business is to put your hand in your pocket, take out this amazing smartphone device that you have, and use it to create video. Yes, you can shoot 1080 video, maybe even 4K if it's an iPhone 6S. You can use it to record audios. You can walk around and you can use the dictation function to create 
words on the screen that you can turn into articles and ebooks. So what I've told you is that you can do great content using the phone in your pocket. Why not get out there and start producing content? So that's the way I would have done it four or five years ago. It would have been that tell, tell, tell. But since I've adopted this Columbus principle, it's all been about ask, ask, ask. Here is a clip. It's only three or four minutes, guys. Here is a clip of me doing the same segment at a recent advisor conference where I was talking in general about content marketing, but this was the segment that talked about advisor-produced content using the smartphone. Here it is. Check it out. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi. You no longer need to have deep pockets to market your businesses. You don't need to be an Aviva or a legal in general with gigantic budgets to market your businesses. So I wanted to talk to you today about marketing your business and there's never been a better opportunity for financial advisors to market their businesses. Guys, can I ask you a question? Who in the room has got a smartphone? Has anybody not got a smartphone? Guys, can I ask you to put your hands in your pocket, put your hands in your bag, wherever your smartphone is, take it out, lift it up, let me see it. So have we, anybody got a really crappy old Nokia? Anybody got a Blackberry? Any Blackberries? One Blackberry? I saw some iPhones, I saw some Samsungs. If I was to ask you to describe what that device is, what would you say? What would you say? It's a life device. It's a life device. I like that. Communication device of many types. A m communication device of many types. What sort of communications? What sort of communications can this device do? Text, email. Text, email. Actually speaking to people. Speaking to people. That's what phones used to be like, isn't it? Do you remember phone boxes and bagfuls of two P pieces? Gosh, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? What else can these remarkable devices do? Selfies. Selfies. We're getting we're getting towards it now. What else can they do? What was that? Video. What sort of video? Live live video? Perhaps live video? Pre-recorded video, what else can they do? Record your voice? It's not a phone, is it? Well, it is a phone, but it's more than that. It is actually a live outside broadcasting unit. If we wanted to, and I won't, I promise, we could broadcast this part of the, of the um, session live to the entire world from our phones. We could use Facebook Live, we could use Periscope. Anybody come across Periscope? We could record our voice. It's like a, a portable mobile radio station. We could record our voice and broadcast that out to the world. We can use it to do good old fashioned typed stuff. It's like having a virtual assistant in your pocket. This remarkable device is what gives you the opportunity to create amazing content and to market your businesses like we've never been able to do before. Who writes articles for magazines or for the trade press or anything like that? How do you write your articles? On the f fingers? Anybody use pens? Dictate it. Excellent. Has anybody ever used the dictation function on their iPhone or their iPad? Anybody not know about this? This is remarkable. I'm, I'm, I need to demonstrate this for you if that's okay. So guys, that's a blank screen, yeah? 
That's the note facility within the iPad. Now, I have already tried this, and it's not going to get voyant right, I'm afraid. <laughs> but I'm going to just come up with something. I am here on Thursday, the 27th of October, in London, at the Voyant User Group. Andy Hart invited me to come down to talk about content marketing. And afterwards, everybody's going to go to the pub, drink red wine, and drink beer. <coughs> ah, so, what does it say? I am here on Thursday, the 27th of October, in London, at the Voilal User Group. Andy Hart, spelled as in heartbeat, as opposed to the correct spelling, invited me to come down to talk about content marketing. And afterwards, everyone is going to the pub to drink red wine and to drink beer. It made two mistakes out of how many words? 150 words? Maybe 100 words. You can walk around, I'm sure you do this, you can walk around and you can dictate an article or an e-book in 10 minutes. 500 words, 20 minutes walking around, a thousand words. It's a virtual assistant in your pocket, this remarkable device that we all carry around with us. See the difference, the difference between telling and asking? It really works, it really engages the audience and actually the feedback that I've had since I've adopted this principle has been amazing, I've really enjoyed it. You've got to watch though, guys, it makes your presentations a lot longer than you think they're going to be, so you have to compensate. Now, some of you, of course, will already be using this technique, and that's great. For those of you who were like me, in tell mode all the time, it's worth sitting back and thinking about it. It really does change your perspective completely about your presentations and about your seminars and about your workshops. In fact, Marcus takes it a little bit further and gives you a whole structure around how you can build your presentations. In fact, he talks about segments. So rather than creating an entire presentation all on its own, and somebody invites you to do a speech and you have to think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to start a presentation from scratch, he creates individual segments from which you can build all your future presentations. So you might have a segment like I had there, about the smartphone. I've got other segments about Twitter being a virtual pub. You've heard that on this podcast before. If you create segments, then you can create any presentation almost off the hoof. And if you know your segments inside out, you'll come across as a closet professional every single time. Marcus has an interesting structure for the segments. Open with questions. Tell a story. Hey, that resonates with me. Remember, I was a massive fan and still am of telling stories in presentations. Tell people what the challenge is. In the IFA example there, the challenge is to market your business, to get your name and your brand and your expertise out there to your potential clients. And the action, of course, in that example was put your hand in your pocket, get your mobile phone out, take some video, make some audio, write some ebooks, do some blogs, do content marketing. So that structure, question, story, challenge, action, create all those segments and you've got the basis for an amazing presentation. So with that in mind, I'm going to finish off this episode of the Marketing and Finance podcast with my three top tips that I've learned over the years on how to 
elevate your presentations to another level. Tip number one, go straight in with a provocative statement or question. How many presentations have you been to where the speaker stands up on stage and introduces himself? Hello, my name's so-and-so, and I'm from XYZ Company, and I've been in the industry for 35 years, and I've done this, and I've done that, and my company's done this, and it's won these awards, and we've got all of these gongs, and we're just so bloody good. The audience doesn't care about that. They've come to hear what you've got to say about the subject that you're talking about. So go straight into it. Don't give them that preamble. And in fact, you should have been introduced by the host of the conference anyway. So you don't need to go into all of that stuff about who you are and what you've done. Just go straight in with that provocative statement or that question. So the way I'm feeling at the moment, if I was to do a presentation about life insurance, I might go in with the statement, life company service is awful and I'm going to tell you how we fix it. Or if you want to talk about content marketing and you travel a lot, you could open with, do you get grumpy having to walk through shops at airports? That's interruption marketing. Let me tell you today about content marketing, a much better alternative. So tip number one, go straight in with your provocative statement or your question. Tip number two, cut your PowerPoint right back or even eliminate it completely. Yes, I said before, if you need to put graphs up, if you need to put sales figures up, that's fine. But please don't just have heading, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Don't give people slides to read. They've come to listen to you. They want to hear your opinion. They want to hear your stories. They don't want to sit and read a PowerPoint slide. How many times have you been to a presentation where the presenter puts up a huge slide on the screen with writing minuscule that you can't read, even on the front row, and loads of little graphs and loads of little um, lines and loads of little pie charts. And he'll then say, most of you probably can't read this. You've heard people say this, haven't you? Well, if you know people can't read it, why put it up there? Think about the slides you're using. Think about the slides you're using. Can you just use a picture? or a word or a phrase, or do you even need the illustration at all? I think one of the reasons for this is that a lot of people tend to start their presentations with their PowerPoints. So somebody says, we want you to give a presentation on marketing. So they'll go away and they'll get the PowerPoint loaded up onto their computer and they'll start to create the slides. And once they've got the slides, they'll then start to think about the words that go with the slides. Or worse, they'll stand up on stage and just talk through the slides. Seriously, the best way to put together a great presentation is to Create the words first and then see if there are any slides that you need to amplify what you're going to say. And if you don't need the slides, leave them out. And of course, you can learn from Marcus Sheridan and use the segments idea. Questions, story, challenge and action. Tip number three is the one that we've talked about mainly today. Ask, don't tell. Now, of course, you're going to be telling stories, but... Asking questions creates interaction with the audience, creates engagement, gives the room a buzz. Although the first time you try this, if the audience isn't used to it, they may give you some WTF looks. I've had that. It's quite funny, actually. But once they get into it, they open up. It becomes so much more engaging, so much more motivational. So those are my top three tips. Now, I did learn a lot more from Marcus Sheridan. 
And as I say, when I went on Marcus Sheridan's course, it was a game changer for me. So I've got an opportunity for you. And I don't normally turn the podcast into a promotional vehicle. I don't normally plug something as overtly as I'm going to plug this. But seriously, guys, if you want to elevate your presentation skills to a higher level, you've got an opportunity to go on Marcus's world-class communication seminar here in the UK on the 28th of November in Edinburgh. It's a full day and it's been organized by the Content Marketing Academy. And I've asked past podcast guest Chris Marr, who runs the Content Marketing Academy, to give me a quick rundown on what you can expect at this fabulous event. Here's Chris. Hi there, it's Chris Marr from the Content Marketing Academy podcast here. Thanks, Roger, for the opportunity to speak to your audience for just a few minutes. Now, if you are a leader in your organization, in other words, if you've got a team of people around you, or perhaps you facilitate workshops or seminars, or perhaps you're pursuing a career um, in public speaking within your industry, or perhaps you go to industry conferences where you're asked to speak um, in a public setting to a group of people, or perhaps you're in sales and you're working with your clients or your suppliers, and you need to communicate a message to them in a presentation style, or perhaps you are um, working for yourself and it's your own organization. In other words, you've got to communicate through your marketing or your sales to your potential clients. Either way, there is an element of communication. A message has to be sent from you to the person and that you're communicating with and it has to be done in the right way, in the best way. Now, unfortunately, public speaking isn't taught at our schools and colleges and universities. It's not something that's spo- it's, it's taught as a, as a profession. It's not something that's taught at a professional level. And we can go change all of that for you because communication is the key to success. We all know that, right? Everything comes back to communication. And we have this opportunity in Scotland, in the UK here, to work with one of the most sought-after keynote speakers, one of the best communicators I've ever, ever worked with. In fact, I was having a chat with Anne Handley, who's one of the most well-known marketers in the world, author of Content Rules, about Marcus Sheridan. And she said that Marcus is on another level, is in a category of one. And no one that she knows communicates just like how Marcus communicates. Now, Roger and I were at his workshop, at Marcus's workshop in Scotland in May this year, changed the way that I communicate forever. And I've been presenting for 15, 16 years in front of people of all different types. I'll never communicate in the same way ever again. And I know that Roger has had a similar experience to me as well, which I'm sure he'll tell you about. And I'm sure he's going to put also a link to where you can find out more about how you can work with Marcus on the 28th and 29th of November in Scotland. The the first day workshop is a two-day workshop split into two days. You don't have to attend both days, but in order to attend the second day, you do have to have attended day one. And day one is all about understanding world-class communication, what it takes to communicate at a level that you would call world-class. And there's no other better way to learn about that than from a world-class communicator. Marcus Sheridan is travelling from Richmond, Virginia in the United States to work with a small a small number of people here in the UK. And we've got people travelling from all over the UK to be here for this. We've only got a certain amount of spaces. I think at this moment in time, there's only 14 places left out of 30. So it's a very small, intimate group. And if you want to find out more, check out the website. Um, and it, like I said, if you're a facilitator, if you're a speaker, if you have a team and you want to communicate differently, you want a different edge, if you want to be the best at communication, then this is the workshop for you. It's an absolute game changer. Everybody that was in the room in May this year has changed the way that they communicate forever. Check it out. If you've got any questions, you can always reach me at chrismar101 on Twitter and obviously speak to Roger as well. Thanks very much and don't forget to be awesome. So there you have it, guys. Three top tips from me on how you can elevate your presentations to a higher level and 
the chance to work with one of the best speakers in the world, Marcus Sheridan. You can find a link to the Content Marketing Academy in the show notes, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. But remember that that presentation, that workshop takes place on the 28th of November 2016. So you've only got 10 days until that workshop takes place. So if you're interested take action today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want me to deliver the content marketing presentation at your next event, please do get in touch. I'd be delighted to speak to your audience. In the meantime, thank you again for listening to the Marketing Finance Podcast. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, guys, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions. Okay? Okay.